the Woodbine King's Plate Stakes First Look Edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Wins Total Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oak. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome back to the show. I, I, I took a little took a little break. Uh, we got some shows in the very first week of uh, August, and then I took the kids. We took the kids on vacation to uh, Chicago. Um, took them to the planetarium. It was awesome. They didn't have a Pink Floyd laser light show that day, but uh, still got to see some some cool stuff. Uh, didn't even think about horses, so I'm glad to be back jumping into it you might say chase you're gonna be talking about saratoga right it's alabama week no no we are equal opportunity for every nation in this on this great continent we are going north of the border we are going to be talking about not the queen's plate the king's plate stakes and to help me out i brought in one of just the sharpest woodbine cappers that i personally know mr jd fox you might know him on twitter as at horse tickets jd how's it going man I'm doing well, Chase, and I will say that I was recently dragged to um, a, a, I wish it was Pink Floyd, but a different musician's laser light show that may be more prominent in the uh, in the current century, and uh, yeah, it was Taylor Swift, and it wasn't great, but uh, hey, you know, we're, we're, I'm glad to see that the idea of a planetarium laser light show is moving on to the new generation. Right. I would have thought that this had phased out uh, like last decade, at least. Yeah, I'm pretty glad that that tradition is uh, carrying on. Just if for nothing else, that classic rock stations have something to advertise uh, during during their commercial breaks. Oh, so we've got JD here. And remember, it's not the Queen's Plate it is the King's Plate, though. He does not rock a lime green pantsuit like his mother did. Uh, King Charles now has has dominion over this here said stakes race uh which is going to be this sunday august 20th uh fun fact it's the oldest continually run uh horse race in north america with this being the 164th installment uh and it is the first leg of the canadian triple crown some would say the real triple crown i i'm not sure how you feel about uh about that where do you in your triple crown power rankings I will say there are a whole bunch of triple crowns. If you guys are not familiar, I believe we're up to, I think there's 21 different countries that have triple crowns. I think the Canadian triple crown is, is probably a, a, a solid second place. Um, and I think it's a true test because it's the only uh, triple crown that will go over all three surfaces that we use in North America. Um, and uh, it's the only triple crown that it takes place at only two racetracks. Uh, so there are some triple crowns throughout the world that only take place on one racetrack, but as far as I know, it's the only triple crown that's only split between two racetracks. 
I, I agree with you. It feels like a real like test of a of a cha- champion. Like uh, seeing you know the versatility that these horses need to you know win some of these races. If a horse wins said Canadian Triple Crown, which I I, I think hasn't happened in, in quite a few years. There have been seven winners, I, I, I believe, if I... Yeah, so, uh, seven winner, winners. Last one was Wando back in 2003. That's the that's the the bloodline that I want to carry forward. And I, I want to want progeny from, you know, horses with that sort of versatility that can handle the all-weather, the the turf, the, the, the you know, the uh, tapita, um, you know, all of that, or the dirt, too, at uh, Fort Erie. Um, you're getting kind of a, a first look here. Uh, they just drew the card this morning. Uh, I will admit, uh, I'm deferring to JD because he is more of the uh, Woodbine expert here. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's run down the post draw uh, for the uh, the King's Plate. Uh, starting off with the one hole, we had Stanley House for uh, Michael DiPaolo with uh, Javier Castellano. The two, Elysian Field for my, uh, Mark Cassie. Uh, the three, Philip My Dear for Kevin Attard. Four Twin City for Stuart Simon. Five uh, more stashies for Renico Lafond. Uh, Kalik for Chad Brown ships up from Naira. Uh, Velocitor for Kevin Attard. Another Kevin Attard in- entry in the eight hole. Wickenheiser. Uh, we have the nine Silent Miracle for John Mateen. Midnight in Malibu for Sid Attard in the ten. The eleven Touch and Ride for Lane Gillifort. The twelve Cool Kiss Michael DePaulo. Uh, the thirteen Paramount Prince Mark Cassie. The fourteen Two Way Crossing Roger Atfield. 15 i'm proud because i think i can pronounce this right uh kaku kaipu uh for ted holder uh jd my dad's college roommate's name was ted holder do you think this is the same guy um he's uh a bahamian man so i i don't Probably know not. i don't i think i think it's a different ted holder i uh, to be I want it to be the same Ted Holder. I don't think it is. And I think we have a what two uh, two AEs, uh, the sixteen El Cojiti for uh, Michael DePaulo, which I believe is uh, the Rocket in Spanish, uh, and Moon Landing uh, for Kevin Atard. Look, it just comes full circle. The laser light shows in planetariums. Um, with the post draw, are there any horses that you feel uh, you know got got a favor, maybe got done a disservice by where they landed in the uh, gate? If we're translating names first, I have to say Coco Kaipu is Finnish for Wonderlust. That is a hell of a name. That's the most Hawaiian Finnish word that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I actually think this is a fair draw. Now, the there was some controversy. I don't want to say controversy, but traditionally this has always been a double draw where there's one draw that they pick the horse order and then the trainer goes up and picks what post position they want. This year it was a single draw, so... They drew the horse, they drew the pill, and that boom, that's where the positions happen. But I think this is a very fair field. I think what you saw is a lot of the um, speed of the race is six hole and out. I don't think the one or the two or, or you know, who are two of your favorites are going to be compromised at all um, based on the trips that they need, based on the fact that I think all the speed's outside of them and they should get some clear trips. So I actually think this is a, a pretty fair uh, post draw as it turned out for uh, for all the parties uh, involved do uh have you been watching i mean i assume you've been watching uh woodbine but have you picked up on any sort of bias or anything like maybe uh these horses drawn to the since all the speed is on the outside that some of these more inwardly drawn kind of stalking types m- maybe might uh sit a pretty good trip in the pocket there uh or is that just a bad place to be I really think when we're talking about main track bias at Woodbine, it's all dependent upon the wind that day. Uh, a nickname for Woodbine uh, from those in the know is Windbine. 
Um, the turns are very difficult on the outer horses. If you're three or four wide and it's windy, it can be tough for you um, on a normal day. Um, there's not really generally um, with how the track drains and how the track is maintained and gallop mastered and all of those fun, sexy horse racing terms. Um, there's not a lot of bias that tends to uh, come out of this when conditions are calm. The weather looks pretty calm. Look like we might have a bout of rain maybe on Friday. The race is on Sunday. Um, I, I'm not really worried about any biases uh, going uh, going here on the on the main track to Pita. Well, we're going to take a quick break before we hit the uh, the morning line odds and go over those. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a Swifty to be frustrated with your, you know, availability of tickets. You can be a sports fan too. You just, you look, you can't find them. You need a place to get them. So where should you go? You should go to gametime.co, not.com, .co. Listen, I, we've all been there. We've all wanted to go see something. Maybe we don't get tickets. Maybe we do get tickets. And when we do get tickets, we're sitting behind a gigantic iron post. Well, with game time, you don't have to worry about that. You can see things like images of your seats. And you get a lowest price guarantee. How good of a deal is that? I mean, game time, it's the place for last-minute tic ticket details. And it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I set a little timer for myself there, and it started beeping in my ear. I was like, what is JD? Is he making. Is he making a hot pocket? What's going on over there? All right. Speaking speaking of hot pockets, smooth transition. Let's talk about these morning line odds. Uh, what'd you think of the uh, the the lines maker? How well the lines maker did for the for the Kings play? I mean, you've got uh, a few horses that are, are sub ten to one, and then after that, it gets uh, out to the box car to astronomical sort of sort of range. When you're when you're looking at seventeen horses in the main field, and we have two also eligibles, it's very tough on the morning line. And, and Ernie, uh, morning line maker, does a great job at Woodbine. Um, this is a tricky field to diagnose, and I think it all starts with the inside horse, Stanley House. I mean, this horse has been odds on before. This horse was even money in the last start in the plate trial and ran a stinker, ran sixth. Um, so four to one on the morning line, thinking that the public still has some faith in Stanley House. Um, it's a very interesting call. I think at the end of the day, he might be right here. Um, but when you just look at it on paper here, as we're talking Wednesday morning, it does seem like a, a question. The other one that's that's all that's going to be interesting is the uh, two-year-old of the year in Canada last year, Philip, my dear, the three horse sitting at 30 to one. Now, truth be told, this is a turf horse. Turf pedigree has not run well on the Tapita so far this year but is a very talented horse. And obviously, you know, when we're looking at the breeder stakes, the third leg of the training Canadian triple crown, no matter what happens in the first two legs, this horse might be the favorite in that race. And to see them 30, to see him 30 to one here in the, in the Kings plate is very interesting. Um, I think from talking to some people, I think uh, Calic being three to one, I, I've heard some expectations that Calic is going to be eight to five, nine to five. I don't necessarily think so given the speed that is also signed on in this field. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm loving 12 to one on touch and ride. I don't think I'm going to get it. Um, but touch and ride does scream like the wise guy horse in this field. Oh, so touch and ride. You think that's who, who takes the, the, gets the most, you know, steam and actually takes a, a good bit of, uh, of money there. And let me look, see touch and ride at 12 to one right now for Lane Guillefort and Jose Campos. Uh, um, I don't know if the other Atard is a thing, but I would love to see a Chad Brown heavy favorite be beaten by uh, the other, other, other uh, Atard in this race um, with uh, with uh, uh, Philip, my dear. That would be just a, a sweet bit of poetic justice. Well, I think if you just said other Atard, I would say the Sid Atard runner, Midnight in Malibu. But no, we're talking, you know, if you're looking at the Kevin Atard propers, it would be the other, other, other. And Philip, my dear, which at the beginning of the year, you would probably say Philip, my dear, is the best horse in the barn. I mean, reigning two-year-old of the of the year uh, in, in Canada. But, um, you know, very interesting to see. And, and uh, you know, Sid's had some uh, had some runners in the past and has just missed. Uh, Midnight in Malibu is not a bad horse. The biscuit, Adam Biscitza, comes up. Uh, this was going to be David uh, Morin's ride. David Morin broke his ankle last week in training, so we wish David the best in his recovery. He lost a, a, a mountain he was looking forward to, and they get the bits the biscuit to come across the border. Um, interesting fact as we look at this field chase. We only got two uh, uh, jockeys uh, crossing over the border. Normally we see more in this race. We got Javier Castellano, obviously, on Stanley House. It's the second fair in the morning line, and we got the schizza on Midnight in Malibu. It's uh, it's I go back and forth with my buddy uh, Mark Capitan from On the Wrong Leader, right? Because he gives me the the heart disease when he pronounces Biscizza. I'm like, no, man. It's it's like pizza. It's Biscizza. Come on, get it right. Uh, what do you make of uh Chad Brown taking uh Kazushi Kimura, the the local jock and a very talented one, I might add, if you're not familiar with uh with you know Canadian racing. What do you make of him opting for Kazushi instead of using someone like a, a Javier Castellano? who actually uh, ended up on uh, Stanley House in the one hole for uh, Michael DiPaolo. Well, this was a case where, as, you know, Kazushi Kimura is king of the, the Woodbine Jockey Colony, uh, leading rider again this year, despite missing a few weeks with a concussion. Really, Kazushi only had Wickenheiser in this spot. And so, you know, but, you know, it, it was a race that, you know, Luis Contreras, or a horse that Luis Contreras ran, Rafi Hernandez rode. Um, so it wasn't like a slam dunk. It wasn't, you know, assured that that was going to be, you know, the ride that he wanted. So very interesting to see Chad Brown do it. And, and what we'll see if it happens with Colic is, you know, so, we got two people that will be breaking their, their, their maiden, so to speak, in the plate. Because uh, as talented as he is, Kazushi is... 0 for 4 and has not hit the board. And Chad Brown is uh, 0 for 2, uh, missed in uh, 2011 with Bowman's Causeway, finished fourth that year, and then in flexibility back to 2017, a really tough third-place effort in that one. Uh, so Chad Brown trying to win it for the first time. Kazushi Kimura uh, trying to win it for the first time. Uh, it's a good, you know, probably the best connections together in the field, even though they don't, uh, I believe this is maybe the third time ever Kazushi's riding for Chad Brown. So be interesting to see. I mean, if it leads to, to uh, Kazushi getting, you know, more mounts, uh, I guess, south of the Canadian border in the United States, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, let me run down just the, the top four real quick. Uh, it was the six uh, colic for Chad Brown, uh, the one Stanley House for Michael DePaulo at four to one. 
the 15 Kaku uh, already messed it up. The Finnish sounding Hawaiian or were Hawaiian sounding Finnish word. That's right. Six to one for uh, not my dad's uh, college roommate, Ted Holder and the eight Elysian field for uh, Mark Cassie with a uh, Savachi up. What are you thinking in terms of how this race will be run? What, what do you think of the, the race shape? Uh, you mentioned all the speed being out to the outside. Do you see it being just like a, you know, terminal amount of early speed or, or do you feel like it's a pretty fair pace? I think what you're looking at is I think three horses that are going to want the lead and probably need the lead to win this race. That would be the six horse Calic, the nine horse silent miracle and the 13 horse paramount prince paramount prince coming off of the plate trial win took them wire to wire. A lot of questions pedigree wise, this tour, this horse looks and feels like a one turn sprinter. In the running of the race, got soft enough fractions to where two turns didn't bother him the first time out, but definitely sprint, sprint pedigree. The course is very quick. I also think that's Calic's way to win as well, um, and that's exactly how Calic won two races at Belmont. He, you know, broke broke well and had an easy lead, set soft fractions. I don't think that's going to happen. So I do expect um, a bit of a pace breakdown. Um, but I don't think this is going to be the type of field where a deep closer is going to get it. I think you're going to want to sit right off the speed. So I really think those those speed horses that I talked about still have a chance to, you know, finish third, fourth, fifth uh, in this field. Um, but uh, I do want to be in how I'm handicapping this race. I do want to be somewhat close to leaders, but uh, not on their throat latch. So JD is looking at some first run. Stocking the stocking the early speed type horses, avoiding the deeper closers. I'm gonna give you something that you shouldn't avoid, and that's the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Besides season long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the page. I guess the patrons, the Patreons, Patreonish. I don't. I don't know how to how to phrase that. Plus, a monthly SGP Stories podcast, completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. Like the time that Sean Green uh, killed a man on a boat uh, in the middle of a lake. He hit a skier, just kept going. He said, don't look back. That's coming in the next one. Probably not. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Now, one of my favorite things to talk about whenever you get to synthetic surfaces um, is pedigree. I, I feel like it's a special horse that runs well uh, on, on the all-weather tapita. And I, I do think you have to kind of clarify because – and there's not many of these tracks left. Uh, you have what I call the potpourri chips and what I call the chopped-up tires. Uh, Woodbine, of course, is of the potpourri chip uh, variety. Just that's what it looks like to me. I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, is there anyone making a first start on the surface that maybe catches your eye? Or maybe that you think has a, a you know pedigree wise a good shot to uh, to maybe surprise uh, in the King's Plate? There is one runner running on synthetic for the first time, and it is your morning line favorite. Take with that what you will right and he's also got chad brown and the you know best 
best jock at Woodvine. That's that's interesting. I've always I've always been a fan of uh, Candy Ride. Candy Ride Babies making their first start on uh, on Tapita. Uh, also, uh, Malibu Moon Babies. I feel like seem to do pretty well, which I believe Midnight in Malibu uh, has has some of that uh, bloodline in them. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot. I know they just drew the card, but I also know that you are a damn professional and have been prepared for this moment. Like, cue the Phil Collins. He's been waiting for this moment his whole life, folks. I'm going to put you on the spot. If you had to make a win bet and a three-horse box exacta, just based off of what you already know, what are those bets? Okay, we're going to have to take a little bit of a trip here, which I, I know you you don't mind trips, Chase. No, not at take, all. Take that however you will. And and Fair. this is going to be to Sunday at Del Mar. I know you weren't expecting this. But when you look at the past performances here, there was a very popular horse on – I'm still going at horse racing Twitter because horse racing X just sounds terrible, and I, I don't want to go there. Um, there was a DQ on Sunday that a lot of people may have noticed at Del Mar with a horse named Legislator with my boy TJ Pereira aboard. Kind of slammed sideways into a horse, got DQ. Did you happen to see that race, Chase? I saw the uh, the Twitter outrage. Uh, I was recovering from traveling at that point, but I, I did see. I saw a little bit of the replay. Okay, so that's a legislator was a woodbine horse, and you know who he ran second against uh, in the debut. That would be our eleven horse, Touch and Ride. Touch and ride third behind Legislator. Legislator just ran amazing. It was an optional allowance claiming affair at Del Mar, but there were no horses in for the claiming tag. So often when I look at how that condition's written, I'm going to treat that as a handicapper, as a straight allowance. Um, there's a way, there's a path. A lot of people just look at the name of the race and say allowance, optional claiming versus allowance. All the optional claiming condition is, is a path to get more entries into the race. So if it feels with allowance, it's an allowance race. So that's how I'm treating it. It was a very impressive, much the best performance. TJ had two options, essentially, on Legislator. He was going to clip heels, or he was going to have to move sideways indoors. The safer thing for him to do was to move sideways indoors. And, and he did that, and, and TJ's um, one of my favorite jockeys on the West Coast. So tough tough DQ for him, finished sixth. That's, you know, on the side, the Delmar conditions. You go from winning $49,000 if you win that race to sixth. In that allowance optional condition, guess how much you make, Chase? Five hundred bucks. Tens of. Whew. I was going to say you tens of dollars, and I wasn't far off. No, you go from forty nine thousand to five hundred. But okay, regardless. So touch and ride. That was the debut. That was on Canada Today. That's a huge card at Woodbine. That's the best of the best when it comes to the maiden special weights and these uh, late three year old triers. Um, Started maybe a little further back than uh, what the connections uh, wanted there, but but came on strong. Um, you know, third beat in the lane. Came back, second time out. Ran the highest buyer of anyone in this field at 91, uh, going a mile and a 16th on the Tapita. One by five and a quarter. Could have probably been more. Uh, Campos really took the, the, the lead off the pedal at the end of that race. Um, Upside-wise, Touch and ride, I think, is got to be up there. Also, great a great story, and I think you'll love this, Chase. So, Lane Forte isn't necessarily a trainer that uh, a lot of people know about um, outside of Canada. This guy was the king of Fort Erie 
uh, back 20 years ago. Had five straight years, over a million dollars in winnings at Fort Erie. Was the first trainer to ever have a year over a million dollars in training. Won six straight training titles. And then kind of stepped aside, running a farm, uh, big into thoroughbred aftercare. Um, you know, he's been running 20 or 30 starters a year ever since about 2007. Hasn't gotten a lot of reps, uh, but this is his uh, his home stable. Chiefswood Stable owns this horse. This is a passion play, and uh, Gilforte will be saddling his first horse in the Queen's Plate or the King's Plate. And this is a guy with 30-plus years' experience in Canada. It's a great story. Um, I like touch and ride. That's going to be my win bet here. I think the set, the the trip will be perfect for this horse. I love the 11 hole. Um, I think touch and ride was the second horse drawn 11 hole. I had made the decision on Sunday. The draw just improved it for me. So for me, chase touch and ride the 11, 12 to one morning line. We're not getting that unfortunately, but that is my play to win. And now your exacta question. I didn't know if you wanted to follow up first before we head into the exacta here. Well, I will say I, I, I do. I mean, I am definitely intrigued now uh, because I feel like horse racing is desperately in need of a few good guys and a few feel good stories. And these are these are the things that I like to see. These are like it's not the same as, uh, say, like, you know, Jenna Antonucci with the Belmont, but it's definitely, you know, it, it's definitely of that cal- caliber of that ilk. And uh, I mean, just I'll bet with my heart sometimes I'm sold. I'm sold on the, on the, uh, you know, the Lane Gilforte story. I got one more story for you and it plays into my exacta and it's a horse. I think you like a little bit Koku Kaipu. So Rico Wolcott is aboard there and Rico, um, obviously, uh, you know, Barbados jockey, um, did a lot of damage there. Um, you know, 6,500 career starts, $20 million in earning. He's a legend there and he's a legend in Western Canada, uh, was the, uh, Leading rider in Alberta from 2011 to 2018. That was at Century Downs. And then 2020 and 2021 at Century Mile. Um, 2019, grade two astrocytoma uh, astro brain tumor. Had to have it operated on. Um, took 2022 off. He's back riding in 2023. I think this horse who's third on the morning line, six to one, has a real shot for the Cole Pepper Island Syndicate. All the Barbados connections with Ted Holder. Um, I like this horse. So I like touch and ride enough. I know you wanted me to give an exacta box and I'm going to break, I'm going to break the transition here. I'm going to make an exacta key box. So I'm going to give you three horses, but I'm, but I'm going to say, all right, excuse me. I'm going to give you an exacta key, not an exact key box. So we're putting touch and ride up top. I like touch and ride. I think that's the value here. I'm going to play touch and ride up top. And I'm going to give you three horses underneath the leash and field, the, uh, the Oaks winner. Coco Kaipu, as I mentioned, and the Morning Life favorite Calic. Hopefully, we don't. It doesn't come eleven six, but Calic's got enough ability to where I think he'll stick around um, and won't necessarily fade horrendously badly, as we've seen a lot of these speed and fade types uh, in the Queen's Plate in the past. I think he'll stick around for a bit, but I don't think he's talented enough to get the win. I'm all in on Touch and Ride on Wednesday. Um, I will be on the backside Friday, Saturday. I'll hopefully get to see most of these horses. I do have the right to change my mind, but that is a great plug for my social media at Horse Tickets. I'll share any information I can dig out. And then it's also a plug for uh, ABR. We're streaming on Saturday and Sunday from Woodbine. I will be there uh, along with uh, many, many strong. We we have a strong contingent coming uh, to Woodbine, uh, myself and Dan Torgman. 
uh, joined by a whole host of individuals uh, to take you through all of your Canadian Canadian gambling experiences. I, uh, I I've heard talk of uh, of a Jessica Paquette friend of the show uh, of a Ella Star the Uber capper uh, who hasn't been on the show yet but needs to be. Uh, so a lot of good people, uh, you know, checking out these races. I had the pleasure of, uh, you know, doing the uh, few streams for ABR last year for these, uh, you know, uh, Kings Plate, uh, or I guess last year Queens Plate uh, races with uh, with JD, uh, who was an amazing host. Um, was quick on the mute button with me whenever I didn't realize my my mic was still on and I was yelling at a horse to get up. Um, I apologize if you're watching that stream and uh, if you need any sort of reparations for your eardrums. Uh, please uh, send that check or send that uh, that letter in the mail, um, or don't. I, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't open mail. I just if it's not an email, it's probably not going to get responded to. All right, that's our look ahead. Our our first blush look at the King's Plate. Uh, as JD mentioned, you can follow him at Horse Tickets. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Who's the FCS team to follow this year? Is it Sac State again? With You know, my heart's, my heart's with Sac State, Chase. Um, but uh, losing a lot, obviously, uh, star running back going to ASU, going to be the starter down there. Uh, coach going to be uh, in the unenviable task of taking over the Stanford program, which seems rudderless at this point with no idea where they're going to play next year. Those two teams, by the way, Sac State and Stanford play this year. So Sac State's former coach um, hosting Sac State. That's going to be interesting. Mm. But um, really, uh, you know, South Dakota State defending national champions, they're going to be really tough, Chase. They're going to be really, really tough. Hard hard to beat. Uh, I will say, uh, I know we both have a soft spot for the Pokes. Uh, I, I am all in on the Pokes to win uh, the Mountain West this year. That's my that's my my uh, my hill that I'm going to die on that the, the pokes will win the uh, the Mountain West. Well, JD, thanks for dropping by. Everyone, thanks for listening. Remember, check out GameTime.co, not .com, co, and the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. We will back be back later this week. It is Alabama Week at Saratoga. I've got Barry Spears joining me tomorrow. I might have someone else on Friday. The sniper. God, I love that guy. I love that guy. Just I call him the Michelangelo of the crying Michael Jordan. That's his uh his his role uh to me. All right. We will catch you next time. We are out. <laughs>